Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On the Left Side, The Funny Football Show. It's official. The hazy days of summer are behind us. And with the changing of the seasons comes the sure signs that the warmest days of the year are gone and Britain is preparing itself to hunker down for the colder months. Leaves on the trees turn from a lush green to a delicate golden yellow. Squirrels fervently dart from tree to tree, gathering goods for their winter's rest. And rumours of a takeover at Newcastle United once again spring forth. To be fair, it feels a little bit early this year for the annual takeover rumours to surface, providing Mike Ashley with the perfect excuse not to sign anyone in the January transfer window. But here we are, and it's only October. But it's begun. This particular crock of complete shit seems to focus around a consortium headed up by former Manchester United chief executive Peter Kenyon and consisting of those guys who own a little bit of Bordeaux. Although, to be fair, it might as well be headed up by Basil Brush and be backed by the Teletubbies for all the likelihood that it's actually going to go through. In fact, having Basil Brush as Newcastle's new owner might actually be quite appropriate, given that they've already been screwed by the Foxes once this season. If, though, by some chance the takeover attempt does prove to be real, then magpies probably need to take some caution considering the takeover brochure designed to attract future investments claims that the club will keep faith with current boss Steve Bruce, who has, and I quote, unparalleled success in Europe. To be clear, the sum total of Steve Bruce's European experience is one Europa League qualifying tie with Hull City which he lost. Although I guess he could claim he's never lost a Champions League match in the same way that I've never lost a Champions League match. Technically, it's true. But back to the current state of affairs. If football fans in the North East needed any further proof that replacing Champions League, La Liga and Coppa Italian winner Rafa Benitez with Steve Bruce, a man who has won... Hang on. One one minute, I've... I had this somewhere. Hang on. A pie-eating contest at Bognor Regis Butlins? No, no, I've got nothing. Anyway, if they needed proof that it was a bad idea, then going down 5-0 to Leicester City this weekend probably provided that evidence. Steve Bruce was clearly furious after the game and was happy to take some of the blame himself but his post-match comments won't have done anything to shake his footballing dinosaur image. But the nitty-gritty is that we haven't we haven't laid a glove on Leicester in the second half. And, you know, tactics, and I've heard all this nonsense about tactics and this, that and the other. The big thing is to have the ability to roll up your sleeves and have a, have a go and show a bit of pride. Yeah, tactics, eh? Load of rubbish, right? What do those Pep Guardiola's and Jurgen Klopp's of this world know? Why do they waste their time on tactics when you can just run around a bit faster and try a bit harder? That's what football's all about. 
Unless, maybe Steve Bruce thinks everyone is just blaming those little mints that come in the plastic box. Then you can probably understand his confusion. Mm -hmm. Bruce is in fact so furious at suggestions he should try and use some tactics that he responded to the loss by cancelling training on Monday morning after the game, which is brilliant. I wish my job worked like that. Yeah, Jim, you were really shit today and pretty bad yesterday, so why don't you take tomorrow as a nice day off, yeah? Nice one, gaffer. Bruce was clearly as confused as Graham Sooners was after that game when Sooners claimed that it wasn't Newcastle who were playing, which is clearly the angle that Bruce should have used after the game. Would you say that was a typical performance from Newcastle? Newcastle? That wasn't Newcastle. That was uh, Newport, not Newcastle. Uh, sorry, Steve. I mean, that is your name, isn't it? My name? I'm Breve Stoos. Nice to meet you. To be fair on Soonis, he does appear to have a little bit of trouble identifying things. Like this week when he was looking ahead to Manchester United's game against Arsenal and how the Red Devils midfield needed to improve on its performance against West Ham United. Here's what he said in an interview with The Times. United's midfield are too easy to play against. Nemanja Matic, Scott McTominay and co. should have been sprinting out to put West Ham's midfielders under pressure. Pogba's first thought is to show everybody how clever and cute he can be. If that's an example of your main man in midfield is setting, you're too easy to play against. Now, I'm no Paul Pogba apologist. He has often struggled to live up to his price tag. But to have a go at him for his performance in a game that he didn't even play in... Seems a little bit harsh, but at least Sooness didn't have a go at his hair this time. What the beady-eyed Scottish scrotum does correctly realise, though, is that Manchester United are a team with troubles right now. And Monday night's bore draw with Arsenal did nothing to dispel those issues. Results are going badly, pressure is mounting, and it appeared at one point last week that the club's only recognised striker was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who'd probably still be a better option than Alexis Sanchez was and probably more match fit as well. Ole isn't the only member of the old guard that is standing in the wings waiting to help, however, with this week Patrice Evra posting a picture of himself kissing the United crest with the caption. I think it's time for me to get my hands dirty. I mean, I think what he's saying is he wants to get involved. It could just be him wanting to do weird stuff with raw chicken again. But with Solskjaer back at the club, ever keen to get involved, Carrick as assistant manager, Scholes and Neville knocking about in Manchester and Nicky Butt working with the kids at the club, surely it's only a small step before the stars of yesteryear do pull back on the iconic Manchester United kit. And suddenly it feels a bit like a Hollywood blockbuster, doesn't it? The class of 92, forced to lace up their boots once again to stop a once great club from going under. The whole of the iconic era brought back to play football and somehow they reached the FA Cup final with this band of legends. Only at the last minute to realise that this group, although once great are no longer good enough to play football at the highest level. In fact, it's kind of like what's happening at Newcastle at the moment. 
without the FA Cup bit. That's it for this week's On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure you have clicked subscribe to this podcast and we will deliver you the next one as soon as it's ready. It's out every single week on a Thursday morning, first thing. So make sure you get it while it's fresh. Tell your mates, we'll see you next time. On The Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. <laughs>